بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد أبرزن سيستس what is the first question that we will be asked in our graves we all know the question right what is it what is it what is the first one? Man Rabbuk. Yes? You're confused? No? <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're confused or not because it's not, a, it's not a question that you can, you know, memorize the answer and go and recite it there. Man Rabbuk. That question, what does it sound like to you? Is it, are they asking for information? They don't know, they're asking you? What's the meaning of the question? They are, not, they are not asking, Ma Rabbul Alameen, Wa Ma Rabbul Alameen. They are not saying, Who is Rabbul Alameen? No. Man Rabbuka. Who is your Rabb? So this is a question which is not a question asking about information. This is a question which is asking about the Taluk. Right? What is my connection? That's what they are asking. They know who is the Rabb. They are saying, Do you have a connection with this Rabb or not? Now I remind myself and you that this is a day, may Allah make it the most beautiful day for us, inshaAllah. But this is a day which will come to everybody. Kullu nafsin, dha'iqatul mawt. Kullu nafsin. It will come to the human being, it will come to the elephant, it will come to the blue whale, it will come to the virus, it will come to the bacteria, it will come to every, every, every single thing which is living, will die. Not everything will be questioned. Only we will be questioned, the jinn will be questioned, mantra book. Now, why is this taluk important? Think about this. There were two people who asked a question to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regard to how do you revive, how do you resurrect after somebody dies? How does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring alive someone after they die? Because as we know, this is the fundamental question. This was the biggest problem as far as the Quraysh and the other people of Makkah were concerned with respect to Nabi Sallallahu Dawah. They were willing to accept everything. They were, they were willing to accept Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and so on and so on. They had various conditions. But one thing which they could not get their mind around was how is it possible that after we are dead and we are gone and mixed with the mud and everything is finished, then again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will revive. How is it possible? Right? This is the question. This is the eternal question. There are two people who ask this question to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, in Surah Al-Baqarah, if you look at the ayat, and if you also see how these ayats, which are first and which are next. The first is the story of the man who asked, he was going on his donkey somewhere, and he came to this place, this qariya, which was abandoned, ruins. And he's looking and he's saying, how does Allah revive after a person dies? He asked this question. Did he get an answer? Huh? You know the ayat, right? He got the answer, right? How did he get the answer? What is the manner of this answer? He's asking, how does Allah revive after somebody dies? So what is the first thing that Allah says? You die first. So he dies. His donkey dies. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings him back to life after 100 years. <clears throat> just think about these things. It's not just a matter of story. If I die right now, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings me back to life after 100 years, 
what will i find here i don't know what i will find but i'll tell you what i will not find and what i will not find is not one single one of you will be here because after 100 years from now none of you are going to be alive all my family will be gone every one of them right my brother sisters my wife everyone khalas 100 years nobody so i am going to come back after 100 years and i am alone in the world i have lost all my family all my friends did i get an answer to my question yes somebody else also asked this question rabbi arini kayfa tuhil mauta same question same question rabbi arini kayfa tuhil mauta he also got an answer how did he get that answer Huh? How did he get the answer? He got the answer as the Khalil will get his answer. The first man, Allah knows who he was, but he was not the Khalil. The second one asking the question was the Khalil, Khalilullah Ibrahim alayhi salam. Habbi arini kaifatu hil mauta. How does Allah answer? Allah swt answers by this beautiful, beautiful response. Subhanallah. which is a proof and a signal of the ta'alluq that the khalil had with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hamalam tumin he's asking a question how do you revive after death allah could have answered i this is how i do it no it's almost like a you know one to one like like allah, allah is having a, having fun as fun at his expense you don't believe he said bala no 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 of course i believe but if you show me it is for the itminan of my qalb walakin la yatwain qalbi and then of course allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him do this do this do this and all this beautiful story of ibrahim alayhi salam what is the difference two people ask the same question one gets an answer with the jalal of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala haq answer and one gets the answer with the jamal of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the hubb of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what's the difference the difference is taluq ma allah allah will answer but how allah answers jalla jalaluhu that depends on our taluq with him how is this taluq built وَإِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ When his Rabb said to him, submit, he said, I have submitted. He didn't say, I will submit if it makes sense. I will submit, I have some questions. I will submit, but I've got some questions. He did not say any of the stuff that today we say when we are faced with the ahkam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah said submit he said i submitted khalas done today we have we obey selectively selective obedience is disobedience because what does it mean it means there are three orders of allah and i pick the one that i will submit to which means what which means the other ones i don't pick 
So what am I doing? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, here are three orders, obey whichever one you like. Is Allah saying this? No. No. Ya yuwal ladhina amanu udkhulu fi silmi kam? Kafatan. Wala tattabi khutuwati shaitan. Innahu lakum adubu mubin. O you who believe, enter into Islam, how much? Completely and totally immerse. Jump inside totally. Islam must completely cover. Water must go over your head, must go in your eyes, your nose, your ears, everything, right? Total, complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says a very beautiful thing. Do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. Allah did not say do not follow shaitan. He's saying, do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. He is your biggest enemy, open enemy. Why is Allah saying, do not follow the footsteps of shaitan? Tell me something. If, if somebody is standing here, and if I want to tell you, don't follow this person, what will I say? Don't follow the person or don't follow the footsteps? If the person is there, what will you say? Don't follow the person. I mean, where is the sense of saying footsteps? What footsteps? The, 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 the guy is here. So when Allah is saying, do not follow the footsteps, what does it mean? It means shaitan only made the footsteps and went away. So now if I follow the footsteps, whose responsibility is it? Shaitan's or mine? I choose to follow the footsteps. Shaitan is not there. He's not catching me. He's not dragging me. He's not, he's not even there. He just made the footsteps. I am making the choice. That is the reason why in Surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, on the day of judgment, what would shaitan say? Fala talumuni walumu anfusakum. Do not send lanat on me, send lanat on yourself. Don't blame me. Blame yourself. I, I walked, I made footsteps, so what? I am shaitan. If I am shaitan, I will take you to Jahannam. Did I drag you? No. You chose. And your Rabb told you. Your Rabb told you, he said, that whole ayat, he did the whole ayat. Your Rabb told you, what your Rabb told you was, what I told you was, was batil. Your Rabb told you, don't follow, you followed. Your Rabb told you, I am your enemy, you didn't believe your Rabb. Your Rabb declared war on the one who deals in interest and you, you take interest. Your Rabb told you, this is halal, this is haram. You still do that. I was speaking to a bunch of 10 and 12 year old children today in North, in, uh, Northampton Montessori school. 10 and 12 year old children. 10 to 10, 11 and 12. Jewish and Christian. I was explaining Islam to them. So I, in the course of that, one of them asked, they had some questions. They said, what is halal, what is haram? So I explained to them, what is halal, what is haram? In the course of that, obviously I told them about Slaughtering. I said, this is halal slaughter and something like this is not. Then I asked the, asked the question, tell me, a factory slaughtered chicken, which is slaughtered by a machine, is it halal or haram? Instant answer from this 10-year-old kid, haram. I said, subhanAllah, we got a lot of my brothers with big beards who still don't understand this. And a little 10-year-old kid tells me in one second, that kid is not even Muslim. My brothers and sisters, one day we are going to have to answer these things to those who we cannot 
escape from that is what i remind myself let me ensure that my life is free from all disobedience of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla and is on the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and anyone who questions that is somebody that i want to run far away from it doesn't matter if somebody does not like you no problem no problem because nobody even the one who loves you beyond everything else is not going to come into your khabar so what do you care let somebody like you let somebody dislike you makes no difference the only one who needs to like you is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalahu nobody else right so if somebody wants you to do something which dis- which is disliked by allah and you follow that person because you are worried about whether that person likes you or not then something is wrong with your brain i mean seriously we have to say do i am i a muslim because if i am a muslim why am i worried about somebody else liking me or disliking me when the the question is allah subhanahu wa taala rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam saad bin abi waqas radhiyallahu anhu asked him he said ya rasulullah please make dua for me that allah subhanahu wa taala should accept my dua Yeah? He is asking Nabi Sallam. He said, "Make du'a for me, please. That Allah must accept my du'a." Rasulullah Sallam said to him, "Ya Saad, eat halal, and Allah will accept your du'a." Huh? He didn't say, "I will make." He said, "Eat halal, Allah will accept you." We need to ask ourselves these questions. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala sent us into this world. He sent His Kitab. He sent His Nabi for us to build taaluk with Him. jalla jalalahu that is the only thing which matters and that is the thing which will be question which we will be questioned about if it is good i ask allah subhanahu wa taala to make it beautiful and good for all of us then inshallah jannah is ours the alternate of it i don't want to say inshallah we may allah protect us from this wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahim